The FBI tried two sets of tests. Not one of their sharpshooters could match Oswald's performance. Not one. And Oswald was at best a medium shot. The scope was effective on it, too. I mean, this is the whole essence of the case to me. The guy couldn't do the shooting. Nobody could. <laughs> know the tree hello and welcome to a brand new episode of fascinate with films uh yeah that's what that's what we do it's christmas time man about to start decorating and everything how do what's that line from scrooge how, how do you want me to attach these antlers have you tried staples <laughs> Oh, I've watched Screws. I didn't watch Screws last year, I don't think. I haven't watched... I think Maria we, watched We last caught uh, the end of Home Alone the other day, and we watched it. Uh, just because, I mean, if you got the end of Home Alone on, that's what you want to watch. Uh, how about you, Ben? How was your Thanksgiving? It's good. Got to drive out of town. Went to Tallahassee. Not too much going on. Yeah. Ate a little bit. Carpentary moved there. I heard he did. Yeah. I, I, I lost track of him. I'm on Facebook, so I see him all the time. We met up a couple times after I graduated from Penn State. Yeah, and uh, for coffee, him and his wife, and then I, I listen. He was he was a great boss. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good guy. He, he was a terrible too. boss for the first ten years, <laughs> and then he, and then he either mellowed out, or I grew <laughs> up, or whatever. And then he just he wanted to be friends with me. Nice. And uh, it, life was easy sailing. There was like t- six, seven years under him. That wasn't stressful because <laughs> I think he realized the newspaper industry is dead. Yeah, was dying. Well, my Thanksgiving, I just took care of sick cats and made spaghetti sauce from scratch. One of those sounds fun. Yeah, watched a great movie, and it's one of the movies we're going to be talking about this week. But before we get to this week's movie, I want to talk about what uh, have, did you watch any movies this last week? During I watched uh, Thanksgiving? one that I'm going to talk about. Uh, oh, you bit. watched that over the uh, the one we're talking about today over the uh, over the weekend over the weekend. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to talk about some movies. I saw uh, only one of them made my fantastic list. Uh, it's not a very hard list, apparently. No, it's a very hard <laughs> list to get on. You keep saying that. It's it's an unbelievably hard list See, to get, to get I would, on. I would say fantastic would be like six movies a year would make it on there. No. I, Maybe I you mean, need an elite. No, I've been watching a lot of movies, and I'm watching movies that uh, are in the, that are in the Criterion Collection and like well-known big movies in the '60s and '70s that I probably should have seen 20 years ago. Already. I mean, the so, funny thing is, is we have a lot of fond memories from '80s movies. Yeah. Those but aren't fantastic. movies. They aren't fantastic <laughs> movies. A lot of them didn't hold up. Oh, they were no. just because we saw them and liked them as a kid, and they'll always have a place in my heart. And I hear but people the, ripping on them. The '60s on, and '70s movies. Some of those are damn yeah, good movies. Like I've been watching a lot of Cassavetes. I've been watching a lot of De Palma movies I hadn't seen before. Yeah, they made real good movies. Uh, back so the then. the only one that made my fantastic list, and, I, and like I said, I toil with putting some of the really good ones on there, but I I re- refrain from doing it uh, too often. So there's probably only in the last month I've put three on here, maybe. Uh, so the one I watched, and it was a documentary. It was that De Palma documentary. So documentaries really get to me, too. And I, I ordered it on Blu-ray, like, in the middle of watching it. Because they're just going through every one of his career. And he's so um, he's so candid about stuff and everything. And he's like, he'll talk about, uh, like, Obsession. You know, Cliff Robinson is the main guy. He played uh, Peter Parker's 
Uncle Ben. He played Uncle Ben in okay, that first yeah, yeah, one that yeah. died. He's a very famous actor. He was in uh, Three Days of the Condor and everything. And I love when you're wa- watching documentaries and all of a sudden, uh, is like saying, oh, Cliff Robinson, obsession. Yeah, he was a pain in the fucking ass to work with. And I was like, holy shit, this documentary is going to be great because <laughs> he is just ready to trash and go on uh, and tell whatever he wants to say. And he was doing it. It was this so... Is De Palma? Yeah, it was so fun to listen to. And I was like, when he was is this, telling the stories. Just like, uh, like a year or so ago. Really? It's an amazing documentary. It's available for free on Tubi. So I watched it on Tubi. So check that out. And uh, then I bought it on Blu-ray. I was like, they're going to remove this from Tubi and I'm going to wish I watched this because I've been really... I just watched the Nightmare on Elm Street th- th- uh, three and a half hour documentary. Uh, I took advantage of uh, the Black Friday sales. Uh, they just released the Blu-ray. Like still going on too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but they just released the Blu-ray for the first time of Let It Ride. And I was like, oh, that's coming. That's on my yeah. top 250 like favorite movies list without a doubt. Uh, I also ordered, have you heard of the Godfather Coda? Do you know what that is? I heard of it. I it's, don't know what it is. It's, it's Godfather three that Francis Ford Coppola has re-edited completely. He said it was not supposed to be the movie it was supposed to be. Obviously, he didn't, edit take his, out he his didn't take his daughter out. <laughs> she wasn't that bad. She wasn't Wait, that bad. But I don't mind that movie. I don't either. And um, so I was super excited. I was like, I want to watch this version. I want to watch it. And people are, are raving about it. They but said it makes none more of that sense. He says, he, if you want, I almost have to watch the the original before I watch it or I will not know. And so I've got to commit six hours <laughs> to be able to but really the, do it. Um, the Godfather 3 was, wasn't was based on a book, whereas the others two were. And right? he said it was never supposed to be like Godfather 3. He said he wanted to always name wanted- it Godfather Coda and it was going to be what happened to Michael after the two movies. It was yeah, kind of his well, epitaph. Why put three on it? Because now the whole the studio, family has to. We be were just talking movie. about the studio. Was like, nope. You need the Godfather. The Godfather name is still on there. I, yeah. It does, makes no sense that nowadays um, it doesn't matter. They so, can they can change because people have been doing this. Yeah. Like, so and well and they have those deals like all right you do this and we'll let you have a director's cut on the Blu-ray. They'd be like okay we can do that. So, I mean, so I am very excited to watch it. And most people shit on that, um, but I've really enjoyed it. She wasn't a very great actress. She's a great director. Uh, oh, she's an amazing director. But she's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. great actress. No, no, no. And she, I don't. She's not interesting as a character. That relationship between that Andy apart, Garcia that, that was supposed to be Winona Ryder. That, that's the only reason she's in there. It was supposed she, to be Winona, oh, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder would have been great in yep. that movie. And Winona Ryder had to. Step she would have won the Oscar for that movie. Yep. Yeah, she would have done a great job. She would have done a fantabulous job. Uh, so let me go back to the movies I've seen, though. So yeah, De Palma made my fantastic. Now a couple of them made my. Uh, but that two makes of them, he's on your top movies. Who's this? He's your top director, right? De Palma. Yeah, yeah. De Palma so is he, definitely anything my he does is going to yeah. make your. De Palma list. closely followed by John Carpenter. I can. I. I'm waiting for that documentary to come out because it'll be great. But two movies, two really good movies that really edged, almost made my fantastic list uh, on this. And one of them is 1967's Point Blank. Have you heard of that? Do you know what that is? It's Lee Marvin. It's and a sequel to Point Break? No. <laughs> no. 1967? That would have been difficult. Uh, it's Payback. It's the original. Okay. I didn't realize Payback. I knew there was an original. I didn't realize it was an original. I've, the, Lee names Marvin, are, right? the names are all the same. Lee Marvin? Lee Marvin. Okay, I have seen uh, this. Yeah. It's really good. It's exactly the same without the comedy, it, it, without the cheekiness. Uh, the payback's not really a comedy, but there was a lot of cheekiness <laughs> in there. It was, it was, it was funny. 
Uh, and I know there's a different version of that movie, too, without the narration, and it's weird. They they re-edited it. There's a director's cut of the, of the, the, Mel, pay, Gib- the Mel Gibson Gibson payback. One, but without the voiceovers? It, it's completely different. That'd it's like be. a different movie. It's weird. Yeah, uh, I bet it's more violent. I, I thought Look, that... Seeming. I thought the... Uh, what do you, the voiceover made that movie. I, I thought did it was too. great too. And, it, but in Point Blank, they didn't do that. I think that's why the guy wanted to do it like that. He's like, well, they didn't do it in Point Blank. But Point Blank was great. Lee Marvin going around, just it was like very Charles Bronson esque, and he was looking for his money. And, uh, you know, the final guy was, uh, uh, was what's his name from uh, All in the Family? <laughs> Uh, Carol O'Connor was the was the he was the one he was like ninety seven thousand. <laughs> we, we were uh, we were staying in the guest house at my sister in law. She has a nice guest house, mm-hmm. and we were staying there at cable and everything. And we were just winding down, and we it just had antenna. Yeah, so it had in the heat of the night. Oh, cool! And Carol O'Connor. So you did watch another movie? It wasn't a movie. It was one of the t- the TV shows. He was oh, in the, oh, TV the TV show, show. too. Yeah, that's right. And. Uh, well, he wasn't in the movie. In the movie, it was uh, it was it, that yeah. that guy from yeah, on the yeah. waterfront. But it, this is, takes one minute, but it's pretty funny. Yeah, the uh, the bartender for Love Boat. Yep, he was in their small little town, mm-hmm. and one of his wives reported him as being married to somebody else. <laughs> and uh, was old. he was going to jail for bigamy. Oh wow! So when he got to jail, like woman after woman kept showing up saying they were his wife. And that's, bringing food. That's crazy. And it was like six. <laughs> and then like, and Carol O'Connor's had, having to pay like, play like the rooster and mm-hmm. like move them all around and bubble. It was a super funny episode. That's funny. Yeah, you but then don't get that. It took a dark turn because the guy died in his cell and what? they figured out it was from one of the food. What, from kept, the poisoning? Yeah, someone poisoned Shit. and they all brought dishes, but all the policemen ate it too. So they were like freaking out. I am gripped die? by this. I almost need to <laughs> pull this up tonight. Yeah, it, it, I was like, ah, oh, this show is was a weird show. And I don't think I can remember a single episode. It was one of those ones I think I was a little too young for it when the, it came the out. The first couple were super powerful because yeah. he brought that black detective there and nobody wanted him there. So no, I mean, that was All the those other idea. people were racist in the first season yeah. towards him. And so, then they were, if you jumped to season two, you would have thought they were friends the whole time. Well, it, that's what makes me wonder. How did they ever think this could be a, uh, a series? <laughs> so we're going to just have horrible shit happen every week? <laughs> Maybe. All right, so my other one that made my really good list, and this one, I was super stoked to see it. I almost saw it in the theater, and I actually paid for it on Thanksgiving on iTunes. And, oh, my God. And it made my really good list, but I think on a second viewing, it may be pushed to the fantastic list. And this is Confess Fletch. So good, dude. This is the Fletch movie? The Fletch movie with John Hamm. It was amazing. I heard it was good. I loved it. I want 10 of these movies. I would watch these all the time. He John Hamm played so, Fletch? Yep. And he was, I thought uh, the other guy was going to play Fletch. It's a been, guy from... It's been so many what was iterations. The shows? Zach Braff was going to play him. He, he, Zach Braff. Braff. Uh, the guy he, from Scrubs. He seemed like... Uh, John Hamm is perfect, perfect for it because yeah. you don't want him really openly goofy yeah but he can deliver a comedic line and it's really funny that's his fortune the whole the whole movie is in well you don't think so with john ham john ham is actually a lot more cheeky or funnier than you think he is not unless you've we're, seen we're those, used to not seeing. unless you've seen those telephone commercials yeah i mean well like that, uh, or the insurance those, commercials. yeah that's what i meant the yeah. insurance ones those have been on for years and he's been killing them yeah but if you what just you straight watching Mad Men, you would never know. But Roy Woods Jr. is the cop that's that's in it, uh, and he is fantastic. He's getting some, in it. Good, he's getting uh, some really good exposure work. too. But 
the the comedy and it was a great almost throwback to the 1960 late 60s early 70s like gumshoe like the long goodbye with Elliot Gould where there was an actual case that he was trying to figure out and it was a good mystery kind of thing too but he was just the way he did stuff and he would step in as pretending to be other people and everything but it was the uh the repetitive jokes and there were some of them were so subtle that I had to rewind it and watch it again because I started laughing. I was like, wait, did he just say that? There's a moment, not, I won't give anything away because everyone should see this, and it's going to be a hard find. I don't think it's anywhere besides if you're going to pay for it. Uh, it's not streaming anywhere except for Showtime. So I guess it is. You can find it on yeah, Showtime, the, but I don't think a lot of people have There's a home for everything good, trust me. Uh, but it's not on Redbox, and I don't know, it's not on Blu-ray or uh, DVD yet at all. So I'm like, how am I going to fucking own this movie? Because I want to watch this movie uh, more than once. I should have bought it. I didn't realize I was going to like it, so it was like five ninety nine to rent, nine ninety nine to buy, and I should have just bought it. Uh, I might if I buy it, if I rent it again, which I think I, I definitely want to see it again. But there was a random joke that just went by probably eighty percent of the the audience, and it's where uh, Roy Woods Jr. Everything points to Fletch being the killer at the, uh, of the girl that they find dead at the beginning of the movie. And Roy Woods Jr. kind of knows he's not doing it, but he he's frustrated with the fact that everything uh, looks like Fletch and they have video of somebody with the Lakers hat walking down. He's like, that's not you. He's like, I wasn't there, so it's definitely not me. And they're just very comical back and forth to each other. And there's a one scene where they're in the street and he's saying how much evidence he has on him. And he says, we have a, a shop right around the corner. And then <laughs> John Hamm says, where fudge is made? <laughs> <laughs> and, it's just, and they go along with the conversation. I was like, did he just make a fudges made <laughs> joke uh, from that random song as a kid? Yeah. And I had to rewind it. I could not stop laughing for the rest of the night. I'm, I'm saying to myself, were fudges made? <laughs> it, was, it was probably the funniest joke in any of the Fletch movies. <laughs> that would be such a good room to be in to write. Oh, jokes and he gave a lot of his money remember he gave up 60 he paid $60,000 and gave up like half of his salary to gain three more days of filming that's what John Hamm did because he believed in it so much I am going to be unbelievably disappointed there's a lot of franchises where I'm so disappointed like that latest well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that's not going to continue can do these he can do on the cheap for, yeah. they, these are so cheap you could tell he, he used just small actors the there was a uh, Middle Eastern girl who played Roy Woods Jr.'s partner, and she's hilarious, hilarious in the whole, in like deadpan. Everyone's deadpan. No one's, no one's openly funny. It's just the situation yeah. and, what, and how they say yeah. it is really, really I mean, clever. that was sort of... They took it a little crazy in Fletch a lot of times with the buck teeth and, uh, and the, <laughs> his, his impressions. Rosenthal. Yeah. Doctor, like he pretends to be people, but he's not openly Have like ever seen goofy one about this it. Big? No, that's breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. I I thoroughly uh, suggest everyone to check out Confess Fletch if you can find it. Uh, and on my decent list, just to go through a few of them, was uh, oh, there was only one. It was Murder by Decre- Decree, nineteen seventy nine. It was uh, Jack the Ripper, but it was Sherlock Holmes and Watson. And Sherlock Holmes was played by Christopher Plummer, and Watson was James Mason, huh. and they were hunting down. Uh, uh, Jack Ripper. It was it was all right. Like I said, it was decent. It wasn't like I was waiting for it to be. Oh, this is going to be like the best Jack the Ripper. I still don't know if there's been a really great Jack the Ripper. Maybe time after time, but that was, that was a weird. We had to do. One. We had to do a, an in depth presentation, but I think it was during like a speech class. Yeah. So, I was going to do mine on the who 
was Jack the Ripper. Yeah. So I literally... They still don't know, right? Or do they... They don't know. I think they know he's an, they, he was an aristocrat, but they... They think he was somehow related to the royal family at the time. Yeah. And he had to kill these prostitutes because they were going to, like, mm-hmm. claim succession to the throne or something. Yeah. Um, they had some weird thing in But it was like a doctor. It was like the, the doctor of the... Of the queen yeah. or something. Do you ever seen Time After Time? The one right. with Malcolm McDowell uh-uh. and uh, David Warner. And okay. David Warner played Jack the Ripper. And uh, and Malcolm McDowell played H.G. Wells. Oh, really? And Jack the Ripper was killing people. And he got and he was friends with H.G. Wells. He just blended in with his group. And H.G. Wells is having a party at the beginning of the movie. And H.G. Uh, Wells really invented a time machine and he just got done showing everyone at the party that he thinks he's going to be able to actually make it work and when the cops show up to arrest David Warner who's Jack the Ripper he, he jumps, jumps into, into the time, time machine. machine and goes I back to the 70s this, yeah. and then he meets Mary Steenburgen and then H.G. Wells has to travel back it's one of Aunt Cheryl's favorite movies uh, I remember finding it at Eric's store and Eric's like dude He's like, I'm giving you good deals on everything. I didn't know that was here. You got to leave that one for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll leave it for you. He's like, I, and I bought it later on. But uh, apparently she loved the movie. But I had not even a clue about it until like 10 years ago. I was like, this is a fantastic fucking movie. I seem yeah. to remember the yeah. cover. Yeah, it was clever. It was, I'm trying to think of the cover now. Yeah, I can't think of it. But yeah, that was a bunch. And I watched, uh, I had a bunch of rewatches. Like I rewatched The Irishman. God damn, that's a good movie, man. These Criterion discs, I've been going crazy. I think I bought 18 <laughs> during the sale. And they were like $20 each, so do the math. It's They were expensive, but they're so good and they retain their value big time. Uh, and uh, the special features are next level on this. And the movie I'm talking about today is one of the Criterion discs. I watched a bunch of the special features. But for The Irishman, there's a great round table with all four of them where Scorsese, De Niro, Pesci, and Pacino. And they just talk back and forth about working with each other or what they saw each other in. It was like you were hanging out at the like bar with them and you're at the next table looking on. It was really amazing. For like <laughs> a half dropping, hour. For half uh, Pesci looked old. He looked I old. He, he had like a handlebar yeah. mustache and, he he, like, he, and he's got liver spots all over his face. when I saw him last. Too. Yeah, he's definitely looking old. I mean, he is old, uh, right? But they didn't make him... They, made, they did him up in... Uh, <laughs> In uh, The Irishman. He was so good in The Irishman. I'm not sure if he won the Oscar for that, but he definitely deserved it. After second watch, that was only my second viewing of The Irishman. And uh, I love it. I, I thought it was so good. I mean, you got to look at it as like a quadrilogy with Mean Streets, Goodfellas, Casino, and The Irishman. It really is like Mean Streets is the is the young guys coming up. Goodfellas is where everything's great, but everything's gone to shit. And then Casino is where those long timers kind of lay, where they're just going to live their 60s and 70s doing this stuff. And then the Irishman is where they literally all the way down to the when they're decrepit and old. I mean, do you remember Pesci in yeah. that movie at the yeah. end where he's like, uh, he's literally got Parkinson's yeah. and he can't. The makeup, so good. I mean, they did that digital de-aging thing. And, uh, he'll, look, he'll look that way in a few years. Uh, I didn't. It didn't stand out as much on Pesci because they kept Pesci kind of old. The only person they really needed to get young was De Niro, <clears throat> which still watching it, I'm glad we get to see De Niro. After you can see the the digital thing in the eyes just slightly, but after watching it for 20 minutes, you don't even think about it. But also upon watching it, they could have got a younger guy to play him in yeah. those scenes. Yeah, but even in the making of it that I watched, that was also on that. Scorsese's like. I'm not doing a three and a half hour movie and not working with my friends. <laughs> he basically said that. Yeah. He's like, I'm I'm doing this to work with De Niro again. I'm not going to give the movie to another actor uh, for half the movie that I don't get to work with him. So we're like, yeah. all right, I can understand that these guys go to the I movie agree. set to do all those types of things. <clears throat> you don't sh- show up worrying about what's going to happen that day if you got your all your own guys. 
It's true. It makes a, it makes the process fun. All right. So today's movies, two big movies, two huge kind of wide scope of movies. Yours has an insane cast in it, probably one of the top 10 casts of uh, movie history. Yours is what? JFK. Oliver Stone's JFK. And I'm going to do Stanley Kubrick's Barry Lyndon, which I think a lot of people aren't as familiar with, so I'm glad I get to uh, kind of showcase that one. Uh, Any photography majors oh, know yeah. this movie. Which one? Barry Lyndon? Yeah. Yeah. The cinematography, it's next to next to none. I mean, it, it's for a cinematography fan or like anyone like... Kubrick worked for Life Magazine as a... Uh, photographer i mean that's why you could tell why his stuff all look like a picture you could pause the movie at any point and you could take an image and hang it on your wall and you'll be completely happy and it's almost is a it almost makes sense that he does so many takes because as a photographer yeah you know before they had like craziness as they mm-hmm. do now back in the 70s you, you couldn't just go a thousand times and then see which one looked better you had to wait and get that you had to wait and get that perfect photo so if you were in a then become a cinematographer you know you can create the perfect photo but you gotta see it to see it so you might go through a thousand takes to get it well let's go out with yours let's go JFK first Uh, Oliver Stone obviously had a lot of clout at this time he had already won the Oscar for Platoon and he had done several great movies Wall Street had already come out Salvador had already come out he'd sold uh bunch of scripts uh scarface was a script that he wrote he wrote year of the dragon he there was a bunch of different scripts he had written so he was pretty well established at this point and obviously uh and he had already done natural born killers too i think at this point maybe it was after that natural born killers was after you think i think so i'll look up the dates here uh but Let's talk a little JFK. Let's talk about the cast first, because the cast is one of the most impressive things kind of put together to the point of like huge veterans. We'll forget. Like, we'll forget. People. Well, just mention, let's go from you veterans. Mean Kevin Costner. Just the veterans in it. Jack Lemmon. Uh, what's uh, the guy from Up uh, and from Mary Tyler Moore? I can't remember. Oh, Ed Asner. Ed Asner. Yeah, he was great in it. I mean, John Candy was in this movie. So JFK you, well, was 91. And let me look up Natural Born Killers. Gary Oldman. Everybody forgets Gary Oldman was in this movie. This was before, three years before Natural Born Killers. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. He was, this was early in Gary Oldman's yeah. career. Yeah, and a lot of people perfect, didn't know who he was. Uh, unless you would watch Sid and Nancy. If you had seen him in Sid and Nancy, you were like, all right, I know who this guy is. But other than that, probably just a couple minor roles for him. So obviously Costner, Sissy Spacek, Laurie Metcalf. Um, I got a Newman's in it. Wayne Newman, Knight, Newman's great. Uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Uh, Michael Rooker yeah. is in it. John Candy uh, is in it. I mean, this it just goes on and on. Joe Pesci in a great role. Tommy Lee Tommy Jones. Lee Jones in the, they're in uh, the two craziest roles you've probably ever seen them in. To be honest with you. Well, Tommy Lee Jones in Nedge Born Killers was a little wild too. <laughs> he was the uh, the warden with the crazy hair. That's right. He was a wild man in that movie. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, Oliver Stone's obviously always been a conspiracy theorist but he lived through this you know they he he did the vietnam movie because he was in vietnam you know he did this jfk movie because he kind of lived through it back in that day i mean he you you probably know more was, about uh oliver stone than i have because you watched his show and you watched a documentary on this too right yep yeah i watched yeah the, the jfk revisited and we'll, i'll talk a little bit about it yeah you can here. mention that in there but um there was only ever one case ever brought in the courts for anything to do with JFK's murder. Yeah. And that was Garrison. Yeah. 
who uh, was what was, was Garrison? A DA, he was a Louisiana DA, okay. and because he suspected Clay, Clay Shaw, and who's what was the character that uh, what's his Pesci? Pesci paid? I'll look up the character names because um, yeah, they all are. I mean, this movie is huge in scope, and then just to go through the conspiracy of James and the and both of me and Dave will agree that the director's cut is the one to watch. I'm not sure how many Oliver Stone movies are on Criterion, but this is perfect for Criterion. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't picked this up. In my opinion, this is the this is one of the most tragic events of modern history was our government getting rid of Oh yeah. I mean it changed who we were as a people. Can you imagine if we never went to Vietnam? David Ferry. We, yeah, we weren't going to go to Vietnam. Yeah, I love that this this goes into the Bay of Pigs, majorly into the Bay of Pigs. And we were trying to... Yeah, the movie's great because the movie starts out with... Uh, you see Garrison, but Kennedy gets killed yeah. in the beginning of the first scene of the movie. And this is... The, the director's cut's what? 345? Something like that? It's a long one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long one. <laughs> the difference between the director's cut and the regular one's like 45 minutes or something. I think so. Yeah, John Larroquette's entire scene was cut out. Really? Yeah, that wasn't in the uh, the original when he went on the talk show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've watched the director's cut so much you probably don't even remember what was I in the original. I don't even remember the short version. Yeah, the short version. This is good. That's how I am with a lot of those longer versions and I everything. I want this to be 10 yeah. hours long. That's yeah. the thing. This, it's weird it's how one of my top 10 movies so, of all time. Yeah. Certain movies, I don't mind them being really long, and certain ones, I'm like, like when I hear it's got a director's cut, I'm like, do I really need to watch a three-hour yeah. version of big, uh, of Planes, Trains, like, and Automobiles? Memento, Maybe once. Like Memento at an hour and 30 minutes. That's yeah. as long as you want that movie. So where'd you mention that? There was a Twitter video, and I'll have to send it to you later on, where it's it's only a two-minute video, but Christopher Nolan is sitting in front, of, in front of a blackboard, and he does like this kind of loop timeline and everything, and he shows how the entire movie works, and, he, and he's moving it with on the whiteboard and it's fascinating to watch nice. i was like did you do this at the pitch meeting because <laughs> it wouldn't have worked dude uh, <laughs> so yeah go back to clay and ferrier here then ferrier so i mean american intelligence intelligence industry uh, industry the cia the fbi the office of naval intelligence was all in louisiana yeah at the time and they were all right next to each other and guy banister was a was a that was John Candy's character? No, Guy Bannister. Guy was, Bannister was the private detective Ed Asner. Ed Asner and, then and Jack it, Lemon. Jack Lemon. Yeah, and Walter Matthau was in this too. In some, they were hired by Shaw to help Oswald get new passport. Yeah, um, and then pimp the the Cuban cause, free Cuba. But yeah. they would go back and forth on free Cuba this week and yeah. against free Cuba next week. They're they were just trying, just trying to, to cause disruption. I yeah. mean, it's. Perfect intelligence operation. Yeah, former CIA know all about it, and that's what Ed Asner was, wasn't he? Wasn't he former CIA? The thing about the JFK assassination is they wanted all these, they want people to think of all these different groups. Well, it could be the Cubans, or it could be the mob, or yeah. it could be this to take away. And even Donald Sutherland was in this, and he does It's a pretty line. obvious to me that it's the government. It's obvious to you it's the government. People, I, I think mom still thinks it's a solo coming by, by... I mean, just from... Just from ballistics? Yeah, just from the point alone. that he could not make that shot well, compared the, to his military to record. He, to the wound. Yeah. Here's some crazy facts, and I don't want to get too deep in conspiracies, but they Kennedy was shot. They brought him to Parkland Hospital. 40 people in the room. An admiral was conducting the autopsy. Should never have happened. Telling him, why is there 40 people in the this, room? Can't take a picture of that. Have to say this. We'll only agree to three shots. 
What's crazy about this is we have video of that too, like in photos. You've seen the real life yeah, photos, yeah. obviously. Well, they so used they them in took, the movie. They took the body back to DC, and they said we want to do a proper autopsy. They brought a guy in who either had never done an autopsy. Yeah, he was like or a never gen- did it. He, he was like nev- a general no, practitioner. He never did a he never did a gunshot autopsy. Okay, he had done autopsies, but never a gunshot. <laughs> the the most important you, body on the planet yeah, at that moment. You have the whole world at yeah. your disposal. At the fingertips. They're in D.C. at this yeah. point. They yeah. can, there's so many hospitals that are six-hour, two, three-hour plane ride. Yep. Come in and do it. Um, but the biggest thing was, so... Yeah, what is the biggest for you? The, like, come on. The... the um, One of the majors of the military and one of the top CIA people were ousted by Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I at one point, Kennedy had a lot of power. He got They were really powerful, but he got rid of them. Yeah. When Kennedy got killed and they put the um, Warren Commission together, that CIA director that Kennedy had fired mm-hmm. was the head of the Warren Commission. Yeah. I mean, talk about conflict of interest and just uh, someone you want to burn big time. <laughs> I killed. I had this guy killed. Now I'm on the committee to say, <laughs> we, let's find who killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's that guy right over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, It's that guy. <laughs> It's that guy with the old rifle that didn't work. The scope was broken. Like, the, the, it's like, just, wait, is uh, George Zimmerman on the Trayvon Martin jury? What the hell's yeah, happening here? Yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, it's, we know you're the defendant, but you want to be on the jury too? <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's fascinating to and watch And we go it. through this huge ride in this movie about uh, just following basically... They're trying to gather information to make a case against this Clay Shaw, who was Clay Bertrand, who worked for the CIA, who was friends with Oswald. So there's the Oswald's connection. Mm -hmm. And then it's a conspiracy at that point. And once you, once it has to be a lone gunman, because if it's not, he's the perfect conspiracy. I mean, well, here's the crazy thing. So I watched this um, JFK Revisited. Yeah. Where's that available? uh, You can watch it, you can rent it. I bought it because I know I'm gonna watch okay, it again. Yeah, so yeah. six ninety nine on on uh, I bet YouTube it's on Blu-ray or something. I'll it's buy probably it. other than that, but yeah, it, I got it on YouTube. It's, it's worth a, it though. It's good. It's, oh yeah. How long is it? Two hours and something minutes, yeah. and yeah, I wish it was longer. It's a documentary though. It's Oliver Stone doing documentary. He has some voiceovers. Yeah. Through it, but it's him. Basically, so what happened is you remember the end of JFK when um, when. Um, Garrison's given his final speech. Kevin yep. Costner, yeah. one of Kevin Costner's greatest three people, minutes. Anytime people give Kevin Costner shit, it pisses me off because he, this I, and I'm almost t- choking up just thinking of him giving that speech. Yeah. He was amazing in this movie, and it's probably the best Kevin Costner has ever been. Is in this movie. Yeah, closely to me followed. I liked him in The Untouchables. I thought he was great in The Untouchables. I mean, a lot of that is you're being directed by two amazing directors yeah. who can bring that out of you. And Oliver Stone is that I'll slap the shit out of you before the take if we need you crying type of director. Yeah. So I can I'm imagine what I want. He's, he's that uh, Charlie Sheen, stay up all night and fucking drink and we're filming in the morning <laughs> type yeah. of guy. I mean, you, you can't even do the Brian shit that Dora Oliver Murray Stone was in this too. He was Ruby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oswald. Oswald. Have you, when's the last time you saw, and I own it too, but I have a bootleg copy of it. When's the last time you saw, uh, Ruby with Denny Aiello. It's been a while, but I liked it when yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it's been a long time. That was a good movie too. Came out so, very similar. So close what, time. What the revisited was was Oliver Stone. So back to the other one. At the end of the film, Kevin Costner he makes an impassioned speech for his mm-hmm. final argument, and he's like, "Those records are sealed, and they won't be released until twenty thirty five. 
And I told my son, he better stay in good shape so that someday in, you know, in the winter of whatever, the summer, mm-hmm. he can walk into that courthouse and get those records and show the world what happened. Well, because of this movie, Congress in 96 passed an information act and released like a million documents. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this movie was Oliver Stone after he read all those documents. Nice, nice. And so what happened in one of the, I'll just give it, it's a great watch. I'll give just one scenario that shows you how crazy this was. They had, uh, John F. Kennedy was supposed to be assassinated a month earlier in Chicago. Interesting. And two, two weeks after that, he was supposed to get assassinated in Tampa. They had a perfect building. Makes sense that they would have to move it where, around to the right. Where the car would, would make a turn exactly like they had in yeah. Dealey Plaza. Um, and how and did he know this? He, this was just information. CIA covered these plots, yeah. and then they kept that information quiet because yeah. you had to believe it was a lone gunman. Yeah. There was a patsy for both Tampa and who had crazy. had almost the same thing that, that uh, Oswald had. Like they had, to, they had to connect him with Russia early, and then they had to bring him back. And he yeah. had, because that's the crazy thing. Oswald defected to Russia yeah. in the Cold War, and then he just came back to the embassy one day after being hired as a spy over there yeah. and said, I want to come home. And they gave him a passport immediately without even debriefing him. Didn't not even the, talk to him not to find out if he thing. learned anything. Yeah, not the brightest move. <laughs> but this, but there was a, a Tampa patsy and there was a Chicago patsy. There was a shooting team. And what happened is the, Sorry, landlord, walked, the landlord that had rented them the window that was right above the route had walked in unexpectedly on them and they had sniper rifles. In Tampa? In Chicago. In the Chicago one, yeah. So they got all arrested and then got moved out of the country. Huh. Cubans. And in Tampa, something happened and he either, I can't remember if he didn't go. Yeah. Like it got canceled or they had moved the route. But or covered yeah, two car. Other, two other places before. It's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. And I, they, they probably didn't figure someone was going to go through all like those pages. Well, they didn't. <laughs> I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure the guy said that hey, this is 1963. He's yeah. like, he's like, I'll be dead yep. and gone. And so on. every single person in this room, yep. let them deal with that shit. When yeah. come. We'll <laughs> yeah. release the records and then, you know, it's going to be 90 years. It was a hundred years. I think it was, no, it was nine. It was like 80, 75 years or something crazy yeah. that those were, and then they got released early. That's crazy. That's definitely going to be my, uh, like, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, I usually watch a shit ton of movies because my girl goes down south to, uh, to see her family. That'll be my uh, my Christmas thing. I think I'm going to watch JFK Director's Cut, and then I will, I'll also uh, get the uh, the revisited because I get that's way, fantastic. I love documentaries. The weird thing is... I love a good documentary. I'm with you right You there. know what the, the funny thing is, is, is uh, I didn't realize how much I like to learn stuff. Oh, yeah. Especially history. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grow, as I got some older. good history pods out there, too. I don't listen to any of them, but I do hear about being some really good history pods out there. Uh, I know there's one on all, like, dictators or something, and they spend, like, a month on every one. They, like, they deal with Shanghai yeah, Shek in yeah. one of them well, or something. And, and I don't really... I don't agree with all of his politics, and I don't even like a lot of the guests he has on. But Joe Rogan, every once in a while, will yeah, have he'll have a, a historian on yep. that knows about Soviet Union, and they'll literally talk about their pathway yeah. to, during our pathway, and you know where they got, how they got to where they were going. And you're like, man, everybody should have to know this stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of good historians that, and that's why I love when they, like you said, when they do a good documentary or where the, where the story is interesting enough that they can make a movie out of it. How much of our 
understanding of history is from movies. I mean, you could mention any subject in history, and I could mention five movies about mm-hmm. that and everything. And there's there's certain ones that are like go tos. Like when I think, and, and not even movies too, like miniseries. Like when I think American Revolution, it, nothing is more important than that John Adams miniseries. That John Adams miniseries is like the creme de la creme of um, of the American Revolution. I mean, you, that's early American history. Yeah. You can you can cross that. But it's it's right around the right time. Off your list. I mean, yeah, you can do it. That and, or if you watch uh, Terrence Malick's The New World, or if you if you go to all these different historical movies, JFK is one of them. That's why it's really interesting. The one I'm going to do. I it, mean, you have to be careful sometimes because I I believe I almost believe everything Oliver Stone believes, but it's tempting to try to believe everything. So sometimes yeah, well, he'll say something, people... and you're like. I don't know about that, so I'm not going to really... As long as the information matches, it, I, nothing... I, I can't stand when, oh, this is that. Oh, yeah, show me the information. And if I see the information and then I can make my own uh, judgment from that, then it's one thing. Yeah. It's when people are putting out these uh, these ridiculous things, like, all right, that's tell the, me tell me I mean, why you the think... the problem the, we're having right now is people can't sift through right and wrong. They hear what they like and they just agree yeah. with it. Yeah, I'm like, all right, tell me why Western. you think the world is flat. Tell me why you think th- that all the satellites and everything else and you, how you think that's fake because that's what you're going to have to uh, to to deal with if you're going to go with that conspiracy theory. You know, it's some of these are just ridiculous where you just roll your eyes and move on. What it, so if you take a picture of Earth from space... Is the other half of the planet on the backside? Is this like an Earth flat? On I, I don't think a lot of them think that those cameras are even in space. <laughs> that there's no nothing ever goes to space. Or... You think half? I think half of those people just want to be agitators. No, for sure. At like, least at least thirty percent. They're of them. probably like, yeah, I I I haven't been in space, so I guess I can poke holes in this. Show me it's round. It's like, well, it's crazy. So, what would your being such a long movie, what is the scene that you're the most excited? Like, if you were going to leave the room, you were like, all right, I might pause it here because I don't want to miss oh, this Oh, the scene. Donald Sutherland stuff. The Donald sure. Sutherland stuff? Really? Oh, yeah. Nice. So he finally, he gets a note that somebody's willing to talk to him from the military. Yeah. And so he has to go up to D.C. And he's like... He's like, I want to put you on the stand. And he's like, no. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. He's like, no. He's like, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you the, the, the where to look. It's the what best to do. location, too, to have yeah, this. Right. Scene. They just did a huge walk around the entire plaza, yeah. up the Washington Monument, you yeah. know, the Lincoln Memorial. Mm-hmm. And uh, he basically broke down the whole entire, like, where he was. He's like, I was in charge of, of the Secret Service route. In Dallas, yeah, they sent me to literally the South Pole, yeah, and if, for a month, yeah, and they changed it all. He's like, I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have done this. He's like, he's like, you want to know who killed JFK? He said, look up the top ten snipers in the world and find out which ones were in Dallas that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. He's like, nobody. He's like, nobody's denying that it wasn't a conspiracy. We just have. They have to keep the argument floating. Yeah. To where people can't completely figure it out. They, you need someone. You need at least a handful of people to say it had to have been Oswald. Who? Why would our government ever kill yeah. one of its own? Yeah. And a lot of people then think you, that you way. haven't been paying attention in, in our lifetime too. How many shady shits all these politicians have been doing? If uh, maybe in the '60s you could believe, no, not those guys. They wouldn't be doing stuff like that. But I mean, that living, Tammany Hall was living in was 2020s the... when you hear about something like uh, shady the president's doing. Yeah, that floats. That uh, yeah, that tracks completely to to what 
people would do. Like they're in co- uh, coercion with Russia. Yeah, yeah and no it's shit. Funny, like <laughs> they, uh, Rogan had a couple CIA guys on too, yeah. and he's like, he's like, we do lots of stuff, and we don't talk about half of it. Yeah, he he's has like, a lot of the alien guys. The, the he had yeah. one ex CIA fighter pilot that saw some serious shit that yeah. he talks to often too. But yeah, I, I with Rogan, I ended up I ended up sticking with a lot of the comedians he's with, just because it's a lot lighter I, and everything. I and never. I'll never base an opinion off anything I hear on Lo- Rogan, but he might point me in the direction of something no, interesting. That's the way to do it, and because he was, he, he'll tell you right up, he's like, "I'm a dumb guy." Yeah, he's not, but he's, he's like, like, "Don't take my word he's like, for it." I'm, he's like, "I'm learning along with you guys." Yep, it's true. He's had uh, Oliver Stone on. You should listen to that episode. I think I've it's seen a, that. It's one. a really, really good when episode with him. I think I've seen that one. Uh, that might have been right when the revisited I'd watch came him out. All. You probably just listened to. Him. Yeah, I listen to him. I don't. They're way more entertaining watching him. I'm sure. But I don't Way have that. More I don't anything. have that opportunity. They put a whole bunch of stuff on the screen. Oh yeah, a lot. Too. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot and that I miss. Like, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. I've and gone. They'll be like, whoa. I've gone back and and jumped to scenes that they got excited about just to see what they were showing on there too. So it was, uh, yeah. I understand that. So let's get into mine. Another incredible, incredible movie. Uh, very. Also long, and uh, a lot of people will say slow, but I absolutely love it. And it's one of those movies that I'm a huge Stanley Kubrick fan. Uh, anyone that listens to this knows I love Stanley Kubrick. If if I was telling anyone to go, uh, if you're going to do a run through Stanley Kubrick, you could start with The Killing and just watch every movie after that. You know, Doctor Strange, Love, uh, I'll jump around in them, but uh, other ones are obviously Full Metal Jacket, um, the the Shining. Uh, what what else we got? Um, <laughs> uh, Eyes wide shut. No, is, I think we might have talked about this when we talked about Eyes wide shut. Did they, he try to? Did they try to me to him? No, no, I don't think they tried. Was he to misogynist him. though? No, I don't think so. No. I think he was one of the directors that was just. It was kind of Oliver Stone like, where he was just stern on the set. Anyone that's been on a stressful set, you really can't you can't get too angry with with actors or a director getting angry and being pissed and yelling and screaming. There's a level. It's not David O. Russell. David O. Russell is cruel. There's a level of cruelness that he has that that these guys don't. They just frustrated and want that thing. I told you the the story with Adam Baldwin where he just wants him to act better and everything. Uh, This was a fascinating, fascinating uh, documentary about uh, Barry Lyndon too. So if you're not familiar with Barry Lyndon, Stars the noted asshole Ryan O'Neill. He's kind of an asshole. Oh, he is an asshole. I heard a story recently about him that he is he has been estranged with Tatum O'Neill forever. A lot of people, if you've ever watched the movie Paper Moon, it was Ryan O'Neill with his real life daughter who is like nine years old, maybe maybe eight years old, and she smoked cigarettes the whole movie. Uh, he he allowed her. I guess he signed the waiver or whatever it is. And that's the type it of guy. Was the seventies, but. She later on, she got into drugs and she got in everything and they're majorly uh, kind of uh, estranged. But the story came out recently where it talks about Farrah Fawcett's funeral where uh, Ryan O'Neill was married to Farrah Fawcett uh-huh. for the longest time. And so he showed up at the funeral and started like openly flirting with some girl at the funeral where it was embarrassingly bad because he was so drunk. And it turned out it was Tatum O'Neill. He hadn't seen her in so long he didn't fucking recognize her. Jeez. How fucking crazy is that? That's a crazy story if it's true. Right. But Well, he's good in this movie. He is fascinating. <laughs> well, he, I think... I don't think he became quite an asshole until later in life. He had done that movie with Annie, uh, with uh, what's her name McGraw. I had seen him in a bunch of good movies, uh, 
that I did enjoy him in. He plays a I mean, he plays, he plays a prick in this year. movie. There's a lot towards the end of this movie that was very similar to There Will Be Blood. Like PT P. Anderson must have watched Barry Lyndon and really modeled a lot of that relationship with him and his son, yeah. uh, because the, it doesn't. This movie well, is in like it doesn't end well in this one either. No, this movie is in like basically three or four parts. It even has a and, intermission and in the middle. It's of it. a period piece. Period piece. It Which took place before so 1776, hard. so it was like the it was pre-revolutionary like, War. pre-revolutionary. So we were Wars. Col- we were British were colonizers of the U.S. The British were fighting with the French. At this point, and they probably they still were. They, at they're that point, fighting. they were probably still were. They're but still fighting. They weren't. The eyes weren't on the uh, the uh, insurgency that was was happening in, in America at that time. So he basically started off as I wouldn't say a commoner, but certainly more so. He wasn't a, a aristocrat that he became towards the end of the movie. So he was. Can he even become one, or does well, it take he, a while? He's a shady. He's a shady motherfucker yeah. who just cons his way from one situation to another. And every time I watch this movie, and I've seen it probably, it's on my top 100 list. Every time I see it, uh, I like it more than the last time. And I also forget, I always think going into it, oh, it's a slow movie and everything, and it doesn't it doesn't flow really well. And then I watch it, and I was like, wow, this movie flows a lot better than I remember it. And it a lot of candles. R- right off from the start. Oh, man. The, you could watch the Criterion documentary just about the cinematography. It's like a half hour just about how they lit all of it. And they were like, Stanley, he, how are we going to do this? He got a crazy camera, like a 200-millimeter lens or something. camera. They, he, he made his cameras in this. And people were like, no one's... And he knew people at NASA. The people that made the yeah. camera for Barry Lyndon worked for NASA. Lo- he wanted to light a whole scene with candles. Yeah, and he wanted to be able to zoom in on certain scenes and everything. If you, I'm telling you, every shot in this movie is if a, you're, a piece you know, of work. Like I said before we even started talking earlier was like if you, this is required watching for yeah. anyone that loves cinematography yeah. thinking about I want to be good and do this I don't need, do people even do that now because it seems like a lot of people just throw an iPhone in front of their face and I mean they shouldn't if they want to learn how lighting uh, works and how source lighting happens and everything like that there were scenes in this movie where uh, and they talk about it in the documentary like in the big ballrooms with the huge windows that look like uh, lights pouring through it and they said they did it at night did he we said ever do a lighting pod uh, no but we probably could do a lighting pod easily like pick five movies and then like uh, watch well this movie was five clips this I would mean, might be on it I mean they had high powered lights that would uh, that would light like auditoriums outside the windows and with diffusers in front of them and you cannot tell it's not daylight out it's very crazy yeah well just to go through the movie a little bit because it was fun man and it's great to to follow that anti-hero of this guy's just a shit guy man but we're seeing him and, and for some reason you're just fascinated with him through the whole thing so he starts out kind of as this lowly guy who's who's obsessed with his cousin in like this creepy, creepy way. And he, he's kind of not sure about how he feels about his cousin until his cousin starts dating like one of the British soldiers. And he's Irish descent, uh, Barry Lyndon at the beginning. But he was pretending he, And he to wasn't be even English, Barry Lyndon. Right? At the beginning, he was... Uh, Barry O'Neill? Eh, it was something else. <laughs> he changed his name to Barry Lyndon when he married up, basically. He ended up uh, stealing the, the Lyndon guy's wife later in the movie. But at the beginning of the movie, he, he starts this relationship with his cousin. It doesn't work out. The cousin has uh, become infatuated with, with a British officer. And uh, Barry Lyndon makes a, uh, or Ryan O'Neill, 
makes a ass out of himself in front of like the entire family at the uh, the dinner table and everything to the point where that guy feels uh, jolted and then they're going to have a uh, duel. That that's the so stuff like that sword duel, not like gun duel. Right? No, these are gun duels. Oh, they had gun yeah, duel? yeah, and uh, two really good gun duels in this movie. One with a son at the end, and one uh, with this guy at the he beginning. Didn't sword, he sword fought during no, he did part, do he? some sword okay. fighting, and he took out the uh, you know the the bad guy from. Uh, uh, he didn't kill him, but he uh, he ended up screwing some guy over in a poker game, and he clearly cheated. And uh, the guy who wanted retribution, they uh, they did the swords together, but he didn't kill him. He gave him the opportunity to like kind wave of off. wave off. And it was the uh, super young too. It was that bad guy from Beverly Hills Cop. You know the guy who had the dot in his head. He's oh, got yeah, like a real yeah, scar yeah, in his yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was the guy behind the whole coffee cocaine yeah. thing. He was super young in this movie. I was like, I recognize that guy, and I looked him up. I was like, oh, it's that guy. Uh, so at that duel, it was great. You get to see them, and they take their time with it. They load the guns. They have to do the paces and everything. And he says, you get a shot, then he gets a shot type of deal. And he ends up shooting this guy, and he goes down. And uh, Barry Lyndon's like, oh, well, that worked. And they were like, well, you can't. This guy's an officer. He says, you can't stay in town. He's like, I'm going to set you up. We're going to send you to uh, Ireland. Later on, we find out that this was all well ruse. To get they, him. The guy to, wasn't to, dead. The guy wasn't dead. Yeah. And, they, and he ended up marrying his cousin, yeah, and they yeah, yeah. were happy together and he was pissed off later on but they got him out of the uh, out of town and so he ends up you just seeing him on a carriage with a certain amount of money it's been a while since i've seen it did it have some kind of monte cristo vibes to it too uh not so much it wasn't like a revenge thing it was just his goal was to become back in society well he was never there he just wants to be an upper level crust kind of person and he realized that he's never gonna get it so he ends up coming across two thieves on the road that rob him completely. And then he ends up get, coming across, and he's getting some serious bad luck at first. He ends up uh, coming against somebody else, uh, and they said, hey, you're joining the military. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, to Ireland. He said, no, you're joining the military, and you don't have a choice. It's one of those situations. So he's in the military. And he ends up getting out of the military because he sees uh, – uh, a guy and his gay lover, two officers down by the water talking, and he steals one of their, uh, he hears them talking about one of them having to leave them, and I have to go across the, the line to bring these uh, important papers to s- such and such. So Barry Linda just steals his uniform and the papers, and, the papers. and, and takes his, his horse and just rides along and everything. But then he gets found out by somebody in the Prussian army. They take him in, and they were like, he was like, where are you going? And he's like, so-and-so. And he's like, you're going in the wrong direction. Why don't you come with us? We'll, we'll take you in the right direction. And that night at dinner time, the guy's, he, he's questioning him. And, and Barry Lynn is just making shit up. Yeah. He, he's like, this is what happened. This is what happened. And all of a sudden, he was like, uh, officer, I want you to arrest this man. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're not who you say you are. He says, so you have a choice. You're going to join the Prussian army or we're going to kill you, the firing squad. And boom, now he's in the no, Prussian army. Another army. <laughs> <laughs> and he does so good in the Prussian army that this guy becomes super good friends with him. This is where the movie gets really interesting. Okay. He he becomes super good friends with him, and he's like, man, I can't believe you turned out to be the ultimate soldier, and he he's like his confidant. And he was like, what I want you to do is I want you to go to this guy's house, and where you're going to pretend to uh, befriend him, and you're going to give us all the information on him. This is the long con. And uh, and you report back to us every week and tell us what this guy's doing and everything. Why and, did they want him again? Uh, just, I don't know. They thought he was a traitor, or they, uh, they wanted information that he might have had on France or something like that. So he ends up going there, and it's an, it's an Irish guy. And 
he's he's talking to the guy. Hey, such and such send me here to uh, to uh, uh, to work with you and everything. And then there's a long pause, and he decides right there that he's going to come clean with that guy. He says, "He's I'm like I can't spy on you." He's like, you know, he's like they sent me here to spy on you, but. You're an Irishman, and the guy is so in. He stands up and hugs Barry Lyndon. He's like, "You're with me now. Thank you for doing this. You so saved my life and everything." And those guys go on the road, being like poker con men and everything. And then while they're doing that, he sets his sight on this really hot uh, woman that's ma- that's uh, like married to this old decrepit guy that has like gout, and he's like. Uh, wheelchair bound and everything and he sets his sight on I've got to have to uh, to rob this guy of his uh, wife and he ends up having a heart attack and he ends up because of Barry Lyndon uh, Barry Lyndon just but his wife didn't know that and, now the wife didn't know that but then she he ends up him. taking the Lyndon name and raising the kid who is like 13 and hates Barry Lyndon they end up having their own baby themselves but you have that 13 year old kid that hates him from the start and that's like the last quarter yeah. of the movie is just the, I remember the end the vile that this kid has for him and he, he's kind of a weak punk too like Barry Linda could kick his ass at any point and he ends up uh, he embarrasses this kid and like beats him up in front of like the whole court at one point and the kid goes away and then he comes back, and, he, and Barry Lyndon's like a drunk at this point. He ends up coming up to him with his cane. Happy learn to putt. Yeah, and he, he just like lifts <laughs> his head up, and he says, "You, uh, you have disgraced me and my family. I'm gonna go. I want a duel with you." Uh, and this was such a great scene. This this duel at the end. So I'll tell you a little about it. So they set up. We already seen it once, so we know how the duels work. And they they go through some of the rules again. Your guy has has loaded this weapon, and your guy has loaded this weapon. But since you're the one who wants to do it, I'll let you choose your weapon. That's the son. So the son picks his weapon. Barry picks his weapon, and they go across from each other. And he was. And the first thing you have to do is cock your gun. Cock your gun. Then they tell you to point the gun, and then they tell you to fire it. So as they cock the gun, the, the kid accidentally fires it into the ground yeah, yeah. accidentally. Yeah. And he was like. And he's shocked. He's like, something's wrong with my gun. He's like, yeah, there might be, and we'll give you a new gun, but that counts as your shot. And then, so Barry, and he's like, he's freaked out. And the kid just goes and yeah. throws up. <laughs> and he's st- you got to stand back in position. And they're kind of turning their bodies, so maybe that it's not going to hit him in the heart. Uh-huh. It might hit him in the arm or the leg. And uh, Barry Lyndon gives the kid an out. He, he, he's waiting for Barry Lyndon to make a shot. Barry Lyndon points the gun at the ground. But at one moment in the entire movie where he actually shows some decency decent and thinking of somebody else, he shoots in the ground. But then he can't believe it where the kid was like... Wants another shot. Yeah, where the kid wants yeah. the other... Because the other guy's like, Mr. Lyndon has missed his shot. Should we call that a draw and we'll end this here? Do you, do you feel like you've had satisfaction? And the kid's like, no, I have not had satisfaction. He's like, all right. And then Barry Lyndon's like, I can't believe this motherfucker. And so the kid reaches, shoots, and nails Barry Lyndon in the leg. And they can't get the bullet out. And I don't know how they did this back in 19, I mean, in the 80s or something. but Or it, it might have been the early 80s. But that next shot, Ryan O'Neill doesn't have a leg. I mean, they cut his leg off, like, below yeah. the knee. And they're showing him walk. And I'm sure from the behind, they're using someone else. But I don't know how they did it. It looked real. Well, that, I think they had, I mean, they had peg legs back then. Yeah, but I, when they show, actually, Ryan O'Neill's face on camera, walking towards the uh, the camera, using his cane, and his leg's not there. I mean, how do they get oh, rid his of his leg? not there. His, his leg's gone. Yeah, they cut it up. <laughs> yeah, but in the movie, how do they do it in the film? 
and like the special effects. Oh, they, they there's got to be a way. Disney was doing every once in a while would have to. Yeah, do but this was like early, that. man. I mean, this was early, and and it looked good. Like I'm maybe like, they got a one-legged they showed, person that looked like Ryan O'Neill. They showed several angles. Like, How far away was uh, it? You could see Ryan. You could see Ryan O'Neill's. I mean, the only thing I could imagine is that they. I don't even know. I don't even know how to speculate how they did it because it looked real. They cut his leg off. Yeah, that must be it. Have anyone seen Ryan O'Neill? Maybe he was flexible enough <laughs> they could pin his leg. Yeah, they showed uh, it from one angle though, and they turned yeah. because Stanley doesn't change his hey, shots a lot of times. Say what you will about Ryan O'Neill, but he goes all he the commits. way. To, it's like you Shay give La- him a project. It's like Shay LaBeouf yeah. when he cut his put that scar on his face for the That's Fury so movie. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> so I don't know how much more Ryan O'Neill did after that, uh, but man, he was fantastic in that. Like, but like I said. There was a lot of There Will Be Blood, like with him and his son in There Will Be Blood, yeah. very similar to Barry Lyndon. Like they hated each other in that movie, so uh, which is good. It's not like a obviously a, a steal, but it's a good uh, homage to uh, Stanley Kubrick. It's a shame we only got like eight or nine movies out of Stanley Kubrick, and he died. He'd and still be working on. We would only got two more. All his movies are perfect, <laughs> even his two early ones, like. Uh, Damn, my God, The Killer's Kiss, and there's another one. They're not my style, but even those are good. Pads of Glory, so good, man. Yeah. Uh, with Kurt Douglas, I mean, he was in... And everyone who says on the documentaries is like, well, he was a genius. You know, it's not like working with other directors. And a lot of them have said, I've worked with tons of directors and actors and everything. Stanley's on a different level. Uh, and even the kid, they had the kid grown up, uh, who was actually... This is funny. I don't know if you probably remember what his son looked like in the movie, the one he has the duel with and everything. Vaguely. He had a, he got crazy looking later in life. I, he, even in the documentary, he looked like uh, maybe, I don't want to spray ruins, but maybe he had, he had gone through a heroin uh, moment in his life or something. He was super skinny like that. But I looked up his other credits. He played the guy under the red cloak in Eyes Wide Shut. Okay. It's crazy, man. I was like, shit, I never knew that. And no one would ever would unless you looked up his IMDb page. I was like, that's crazy that they cast him as that. Uh, not many other credits other than that. But, uh, man, it was a fabulous movie. It's it's certainly not for everybody. I can tell you that because it, there is a moment. There's there's a certain I mean, amount of period It's a period piece. If you don't. If you're not into that period and the slow and the language and. Yeah. If that bothers you. But, man. Just to be able to see the character study of a shit human <laughs> doing yeah. shitty things to advance his life. Ryan O'Neill must have spent so much time trying <laughs> to get into character. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I don't know, but is he a dick from the start? Maybe, maybe not. There's a lot of these actors He's that... He's probably a dick from the start. There's yeah. a lot of these actors are, and there's a lot of them that aren't. You know, Hollywood is a shit business. The only person that I ever think ever really truly recognized that they were bad, and we might even have talked about this before... Is uh, Mike Tyson? Yeah, he realizes it. And he owns it. He owns it. Yep. He was most other people back then. I was a different person. Most other people, they either they lean into it. You know, they either lean into or it they or they ignore it. it they ignore it. Like James Woods. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I didn't. I didn't hit on that 12 year old. Yeah, sure you didn't. <laughs> but yeah, it, well, it's like, and I wouldn't totally jumble him in with that thing. But did you see the uh, the first interview uh, Will Smith oh, had on Trevor Noah? Tr- from NPR talked about it, and they said that Trevor Noah gave him a huge pass. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. It, and, said it was almost Will embarrassing. Smith is, yeah, Will Smith is almost like laughing during it. You know, I had a lot going on. And I'm like, he was assaulted. If he wasn't famous, he'd yeah. be in jail right now. I know. You assaulted this guy, dude. No matter what it comes down to of what pressure you were on, you still were unbelievably violent. He should have checked in the, the rehab world. 10 minutes after he slapped him. 
He, his career is over. His career is he's got a and he's got a movie coming out right now, and it's never. That's getting, the reason he and he might have he might be great at it. Yep. He'll never get the Oscar nod. I don't care if it's the greatest performance in the history of no. the, the Oscars. Will never let him no. get nominated. He, he's going to go the route of Mel Gibson. Unfortunately, Mel yeah. Gibson's sorry Himself. for what he did. Yeah, Mel Gibson's He'll, come out and apologized several times, but no one's going to forgive him, and no one's going to forgive Will Smith for that. It, it's over for him. He he's going to be doing red box movies like uh, like Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, we know why he's doing it now, but Bruce Willis and Mel Gibson own Red Box along with Nick Cage. But Nick Cage is kind of Nick Cage. He, he jumps back and forth. Yeah, he jumps back. He and jumps forth. back and forth. He can do that, which is. I mean, sure. you, you, if you're going to buy T Rex statues, you have to have yeah. a lot of money coming in. So you've got to do the, the red box. The thing with Will Smith for me is, I never thought he was a good actor in yeah. the first place. Concussion. He yeah. was excellent. That was about the only movie, and a lot of people have problems with him in that movie. But I, I, I liked it. He, I was he was great in that movie, and that's the only thing I ever hold on to. Yep. I mean, I mean there's he other was movies. okay in Enemy the of the first, State and like the stuff first like Men that. in Black was fun movie, yeah. but he wasn't. Ter- he played himself. I mean, yeah, he was a goofy ass. It's, it's like when they canceled the Carla Gino from, uh, oh, yeah. or uh, what's her name? I, it's something Carla something. Like, yeah. The one that was in the Mandalorian mm-hmm. for making Nazi shit. I was like, and people were upset. I was like, she was a shit actress. She was yeah. horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like even more so than Will Smith. Yeah. I was like, are we really upset? People, it's gonna ruin the show. She's like an ancillary character that is so no much better with her not even being in there. She's garbage. She's she's a horrible actress, and I don't she's I don't say right that now. lightly because I, I everyone's got their thing. Obviously, we know bad actors and bad actresses, but she is not good. Why are you putting her in there? Because she's uh, she's tough. You know, she can play that tough type stuff. Like that's the reason she's in Deadpool. That's the reason she's in that Domino movie or whatever else. And this is the same reason she was she's in still doing Mandalorian. Stuff. She's doing stuff for like. <laughs> What's that? Uh, that horrible guy, that horrible right wing guy on uh, the young prick, on uh, right wing guy that's on Twitter all the time. Fucking, uh, he's on Rogan every once in a while too. Alex Jones? No, <laughs> the young one. He's a young oh. asshole looking. Not Jordan Peterson, but uh, damn, I can't. Lex Friedman? No, is it Lex Friedman? Maybe it's Lex Friedman. Sounds right. He did his own movie. He's like a low-budget movie, and he cast her. I was like, oh, so you, you're He's a prick. Too. You're a prick, and now you can only have a pool of other pricks to, to grab I mean, from? Doesn't that how it works? I mean, like with Will Smith, what director is going to do it? The only directors, the only movies Will Smith will get are ones he's done by with his friends. And sorry, Tony Scott's dead, so you don't have him helping you out. I mean, you, Barry Sodenfeld, maybe? would give him a job because he worked with him in all the Men in Black movies. Yeah. Uh, you got to think, it, if Will Smith from this point on has movies come out, look he, at who the ca- who's in the cast. He might be a director. Look who's in the he cast. He might direct. And he might, maybe, but who's going to work with him? It's going to be his friends. Well, it's only yeah. going to be his friends. He's and only going to be only able people to... that are cancel-proof. Yeah, I mean, you see, Already. like, Mel Gibson's doing movies with Vince Vaughn. He's friends with Vince Vaughn. I'll watch a Mel Gibson movie. No, I'll watch a Mel Gibson movie because... He clearly has said he's made a mistake and he's tried to kind of rehabilitate himself. And it was fortunately for him, it was a lot of it was behind closed doors too. You know, it's not in front of us. Like we all witnessed that Will Smith thing. Like a lot of people, like like the Kramer thing too. It's like he he disappeared. He's gone. He has to. He's gone. gone. You have to go. Uh, I mean, the the weird thing is is someone last week. Did you see the SNL um, Chappelle? Opening, yeah, yeah. People were like, "Was good." So anti-Semitic, and Maria's like, "Did you see it?" And I was like, "Yeah, I thought it was." It was mild. It was very mild. I said he was poking fun at it the whole time. Yeah, and I said you got to be able to do that. No, I said if you once you start canceling people for that level of what he's doing, I have no problem with people. It, It. 
especially with comedians. <laughs> comedians' only intention is to make you laugh. I'm I'm sorry if you don't like yeah. what he's saying and everything. It doesn't mean who is that? Uh, who's the South African Jim Jeffries? Yeah, Jim Jeffries. He's funny. He's oh man, he's he's definitely pushes. <laughs> he's the like some lady came out and said he's misogynistic and he's a bigot and he's like. She was just reading a transcript. I tell you, tell you what, my, if you read my transcripts of my show, it's a bad read. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, the only way I get up with it, because I'm like, hey, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you take that out. Yeah. <laughs> and now people got to worry about like doing their sets in front of people. Like yeah. Even Sam Morell uh, has like a video out where somebody screams. He's in the middle of a set and someone screams, what about the apartheid? And he was yeah. like, now? During my show? You you want to try to talk about that? Yeah. You you and I? <laughs> it's like, I don't think we're going to handle that. I don't think we're going to come to a healthy conclusion by this end of the show. So maybe I'll just go on and tell funny jokes. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Don't I, come to a comedy club. If you want to be a dick oh, if you're to the comedian. There's a reason Chappelle takes everyone's phones before they go into the show. Yeah. That's a thing he does. He puts them in bags and you yeah. get them afterwards, yeah. which is what you got to do. So leave your phone in the goddamn car. So it's interesting to see like what our movie stars do in the future and what the new movie stars are and, and, and everything, man. So I'm... I'm looking forward to it. There's some really great movies coming out the next couple of weeks, and I am very looking forward to, I think we're two weeks away from the Golden Globe nominations, yeah. which is almost our only way of being able to tell what the big movies that are coming out. Yeah. Because other than The Whale, there I don't know any, that Babylon movie with uh, Margot Robbie is supposed to be really big, but other than those two movies, I can't even mention any uh, big You know what's on Saturday? What's on Saturday? U.S. Versus, versus who? N- Netherlands. Oh, it's Netherlands? The second round of... Yeah, the Sweet We made 16. it through the 16. Yeah. Or we, to the 16. We made it to the 16. I've watched... I missed it. I wanted to watch the Iran I watched game. all the games, and I watched France. Uh, no, Netherlands game, Canada, and then one other team. What time is that on Saturday? I, I don't know yet. Because sometimes I like play two those in the early. Afternoon. Yeah. Usually. It, every, it's everything's been between two and six. I don't know what the time zone. It seems like their time zones matched up with ours, but like in a different day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, those years. I, I was telling my girl, I was like, uh, I was like, the World Cup's easy because you only have to pay attention every four years. <laughs> we scored uh, the first three games. They so play three games in the qualifier. We scored two goals between yeah. all three games. We are historically not that great in the World Cup. Not that great in the World Cup. Well, women compared to the rest better. of the world. Well, women, uh, U.S. women are better than yeah. men. I mean, Brazil and Spain. We only usually... had one goal scored against us. Who is the best country this year? Uh, Portugal and Brazil have are... kicked everybody's ass so far. I think that's normal, too, isn't it? They're like normal. the Yankees and the Red Sox. Well, they have, mess- they have all those names. The, the 10 guys you possibly would know as a soccer player yeah. all play for those teams. Well, one of them got kicked out. From the uh, from my team, didn't they? For was, one game, maybe. Maybe was it one game? Messier's yeah, playing. yeah. Isn't he? Didn't he get kicked off in one game? I don't know, but he played. Le- he played the other day. Hmm. No, not for our. And team. then Ronaldo. I yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe he was a the guy. They all blend the, into me. Yeah, <laughs> there's two dudes like Beckham. I used to know Beckham. I'll root for him, but I probably won't I watch like, it. Won't I like. I enjoy it. watching soccer, but I have to care about the game. There so were some I years to, I was like, into it. U.S. Obviously, I care about, but the. If there's somebody else in our group that has to lose, then I can cheer for the team that can beat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have to have a reason to want them to lose because yeah. otherwise it's just people running around in a circle. Yeah. They only score. <laughs> I know. Think it. of it. Three 90-minute games. The U.S. scored two goals and had one goal scored against them. That was the excitement for those three games. The uh, next four uh, Patriots games are televised are all 8 o'clock games. This, Thursday, doing is, this, this Thursday year, is Amazon. 
the AFC East is fucking all strong. The AFC East and the NFC East are the only teams doing great in the NFL. That's all you need to know. I AFC think there's East a team in, East. Isn't there a team that's in first or second place with a 500 record in one of the other leagues? Uh, maybe, but the those two conferences are the two strong ones. Like any, all the teams in the AFC East could be in the playoffs. Like every single one, especially if the Pats win on uh, Thursday. Well, all right, we'll, we'll get into too much sports there. <laughs> it poured out towards the end. Uh, but yeah, that's it for JFK and uh, Barry Lyndon. We have one more of the Friday favorites that are going to do me and Justin. And then we've got our big anniversary episode, which is going to be a cool wild card along with a trivia kind of contest between Dave and Justin. And I've got it already set up. I just kind of kind of write it up. And then after that, we're going to start our Tubi Tuesdays, which we will pick one movie that's on Tubi to review and talk about and dissect. And uh, I think the first movie me and Dave are going to do is Thunder Road. And uh, me and Justin are still talking about which one we want to do. There's a great movie on there that I think me and Justin should do called The Green Room. They just added it. Uh, Awesome movie with Patrick Stewart. Very indie flick that I saw earlier in the year that I absolutely loved. And I, I was thrilled that they brought it to Tubi. Doobie's getting some big stuff now. They just got the John Wick movies. So now they're playing all those. But it's if you're not on Tubi, it's man. It's just commercials. It, it's just commercials, and they're very minimal commercials. Yeah. And it is a huge... For for somebody that has paid, that is paying currently for Netflix, HBO, uh, to be able to have a free service like that, that I go to even more than those As long as you're networks. not one of those people that have a very narrow genre of movies you yeah. like, and or... Tubi's only watch. Tubi's like, wide. Yeah, um, but if you want to see the latest Yellowstone series. Oh, well, you're going to have to get a Peacock. To, you got to get. Or uh, I think it's Paramount. It's TV. not going to go to Tubi. No, 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 no. Something that's going to make a bunch of people a bunch of money is not going right to Tubi. It no, might well, eventually. they got the John Wick. Yeah, well, that's like it did with the John Wick. Eventually. Yeah, eventually it will. Like with but the other studios ringing out. I dry. love it for the cult classics. The yeah, cult classics and those are the cool. 70s. And you can probably get a lot of those on YouTube straight, too. You can, but YouTube's not as good as a uh, as a kind of a way to stream movies every once in a while you'll find a movie it on is there. for me because i do it on my computer uh yeah well that's what's good about tubi you can do tubi on your computer too. Yeah. yeah but i mean i see no quality drop off from youtube i guess it depends on the movie if it's if it's a lot of the the ones you have to watch on youtube are the ones that are still on vhs that have not come to uh dvd yet like the keep if you want to watch the keep you're gonna have to watch it on youtube and it's gonna be a crappy ass fucking vhs kind of uh version of it but hell it's the only way you're gonna watch it so what are you complaining about or get a bootleg like i did or the vhs i, I have the vhs oh, for the I, keep. I had to watch all those soccer games in spanish by the way oh interesting <laughs> Peacock. did, did you catch spanish, a lot of the spanish. uh yeah, I'm words. surprised how much I yeah, know. I guess that'll help you brush up. But yeah, <laughs> cool. Well, if you want to get a hold of us, or if you want to give us a like or a comment, uh, please do so on our uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. It's our two platforms. Or you could run over to Facebook and literally, literally. <laughs> I'm not sure where they're located, but you you all know. Go to Facebook, leave us a like or a comment, check out the pictures we post every week, or you could go old school style and just uh, shoot us a message through email at uh, fastnamewithfilms at gmail.com. We'll get back to you. But yeah, till next week, where we have an exciting new episode. See you. Bye. I have not received satisfaction.